Well, good morning, everyone. So to start off with you this morning, I have two brief announcements for you today. Uh, the first one is that we, uh, Bishop, Bishop Folda, Bishop John Folda has asked all the parishes in the diocese to take up a special, special collection for humanitarian, humanitarian and parish assistance in the Holy Land during this time of terrible violence that's happening there. And the funds raised will be sent to the Latin Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem and the Catholic Near East Welfare Association. So the second collection will be taken up today immediately following the first collection for our parish. So be ready for that, my friends, and ushers be ready to take up that second collection also. Thank you. And now my second announcement. You know, this is somewhat an appeal to you in regards to financial support for our beloved St. Michael Parish. You know, each year around this time, the parish tries to raise people's awareness of the, import, of the importance of supporting our church uh, with a financial gift, you know, especially an end-of-year gift here towards the end of the tax season. And we ask parishioners to consider making a pledge. And here's just a few facts for you. You know, we have over 1,400 registered households and our budget is just over $1 million. And together our parish and school employs 37 people and two priests. And this is, this is more than just paying the bills. It's more than just that, my friends. You know, we, we continually have repair projects throughout the church, offices, rectory, and the school. You know, for example, the, the ceiling was repaired this past summer in our school gym, and the front doors of the church were refurbished. More lighting was installed in the parking lot. Plus, there's, there's more repairs in the pipe that will need to be done this coming year. Uh, a letter and a pledge card was sent out last week to all the parishioners. So, you know, I, I ask you from my heart to please prayerfully consider a, an amount to give and to fill out your card. And we also have cards in the pews this weekend if you haven't filled yours out yet. And another thing is you can also donate online through our WeShare service, it's called. And uh, if you need assistance with that, please call the office. They'd be happy to help you. You know, I know that we get, we all get tired of people asking us for money, right? And believe me, my friends, uh, priests, and I, I don't like having to do the asking, but, but it's so important because, you know, this is your church and our church. And I ask you to help us really take care of this beautiful church we have. So on behalf of our parish, I thank you. Thank you, thank you for your generosity and support of our mission to live and share the message of Jesus Christ in a world that desperately is in need of a savior. Thank you. Okay, there's my two announcements. And now let's dive in to our scriptures and the theology of where we're at right now in this Advent season. And the, the one word that epitomizes it is rejoice. Rejoice, everyone. This is Gaudete Sunday. That's that word. It means rejoice. So this Sunday, you know, we, we, write the, we uh, light the, 
the rose-colored candle of the Advent wreath, and I, I wear the rose vestment as a sign of our joy that we have passed the midpoint of Advent. And actually, you know, we, we are well past the midpoint because this year Christmas Day falls on a Monday, which means that Advent, that the third, that Advent's only three weeks long. So, regardless, it's important to remember that Advent season has a, you know, it has a somewhat penitential nature to it. Not as much as Lent, but still it has that nature in, in anticipation and preparation of the coming of our Lord. But on this Sunday, we take a break from our practices of self-denial to celebrate that Christmas is drawing near. In our second reading, St. Paul, he starts oh, right away, he tells us to rejoice always. And the church wants us to think about what that really means. You know, what will, what will bring you joy and happiness? You know, there are lots of ways to be joyful and happy. Some are superficial, you know, meaning they, they come and go. But there is also deeper and lasting joy that remains forever. You know, there are a lot of disordered and fearful things happening in the world around us. And when this causes you any stress or, any, or anxiety, my friends, use that to remind you where we are to find true joy and happiness. And it's only found in God, my friends. You know, I, Advent, it reminds us that the answer to our problems was born in a manger 2,000 years ago. You know, does it, <laughs> I was thinking about this this week. Every year I think about this. Does it bug you at all to hear people say happy holidays <laughs> instead of Merry Christmas? No. You know, what a difference there is between those two phrases. You know, anyone, even a pagan, can celebrate happy holidays. But how beautiful it is to have Christ at the center of a Merry Christmas. He is the one gift at the center of a Merry Christmas who is lacking from happy holidays. And our readings today, they remind us that God is our joy. You know, in the first reading from Isaiah, he says, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul. For he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and, and wrapped me in a mantle of justice. And when Isaiah says, when he says, in my God is the joy of my soul, you know, that's a powerful line. It means that God is the answer to our deepest needs. You know, we could use that, that verse as an examination of conscience. You know, and ask ourselves, is, is God the joy of my soul? Am I centered on God? You know, putting God first is the way to have joy. And our responsorial psalm today, you know, it actually comes from the Gospel of Luke. It's, it's Mary's Magnificat. It's, it's her song of praise when she visited Elizabeth. She says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. 
The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. Again, during this Advent time of, of looking to God as an answer to our deepest needs, I just love those words of Mary when she says, My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. You know, just nine days ago, we celebrated the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of Mary. It, that means, it means that, that sinless Mary was saved from original sin in advance at the first moment of her existence. It's a special grace that was, that was the fruit of Christ's passion, death, and resurrection. And all the rest of us are saved by Jesus from our sin after we fall into it. Brothers and sisters, I mean, what a joy for us to be saved by Christ. But it's unfortunate that many of us may live much of our day without realizing how precious we are to God. That we are, we are worth the price of Christ's precious blood. That is reason to rejoice, my friends. You know, in our second reading, St. Paul, he urges us, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You know, in, in essence, Paul is telling us that this is our vocation to rejoice always. But how? I mean, how can we rejoice always? He says that it takes dedication to prayer and giving thanks to God in all things, you know, especially the hard things. When we put our trust and hope in God, that even in difficult times, when there is a storm in our midst, we can rejoice always deep within Him. And in today's gospel, you know, John the Baptist, he was asked, who are you? Who are you? They kept asking him. And he declared, he says, I am not the Messiah. And then he went on to say that I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. You know, in John the Baptist, we see, we see a model for our own spirituality, knowing our smallness, that, that we are not worthy to untie even the sandal strap of the Lord. And John, he pointed the way. He pointed away from himself to Jesus. And humility like that of John the Baptist, it brings happiness. Greed and, and pride, they bear much of the responsibility for the problems we have in the world. But humility leads to God. The humility of John the Baptist pointing away from himself to Jesus. You know, these, these wonderful passages we heard in today's readings that remind us that true joy and happiness is to be found only in God. If we are not finding our joy and happiness in God, then really we are under an illusion. Those who abandon God may ultimately find themselves on a road to sorrow and pain. And Advent, 
It reminds us that the joyful answer to our problems, it lies in God. So brothers and sisters, you know, what do we do this Sunday? <laughs> we rejoice. God has seen our poverty and he has sent us a savior, his son, to feed our hungry souls. With himself, to feed us with himself and to teach us that in God alone is joy. So let's stay humble like the Blessed Virgin Mary and John the Baptist and keep our fingers pointed to Jesus and telling others about him. How beautiful it is to have Christ at the center of a Merry Christmas. He is the one and only gift at the center of it all.